Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome to Reclaimed Audio. I'm your host, Keith Deason, and with me, as always, this week is Tim Sway and Bill Lutz. Hey. What's going down, hometown? (laughs) Well. This is a great episode already. We can stop. We peaked. Thank you. Good night. That's it. (laughs) That was uh, right down to the wire. We had no idea who was going to get left out. And uh, so, sorry, Phil. Right right down until I was saying it, I didn't know. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, good luck with this episode. I'm leaving. You guys are yours. So yeah, you, well, you get paid either way. That is true. Um, so that was Keith Deason, of course, who is uh, this week's guest. And uh, it's not a coincidence. He paid us to be on or the other way around. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I did. You paid. Yeah. So that's, pretty, uh, that's pretty easy. Yeah. It's right there on our Patreon page. Anybody can do it. You just pay us a. A kind of silly amount of money, and I put that up there as a joke. I really did. And you then really when did. And then you and didn't then see Keith, me coming. And then Keith paid us to be on the show, so that's fun. Um, but yeah, and you, I mean, would anyone else? See I don't, don't don't tell Keith this, but I would have had him on anyways. Yeah, pretty much. I was going to say I've, we kind of all like Keith anyway, so yeah. I appreciate that. So it worked that. out well. I, I did, yeah. however, cash the, the check already. So I oh yeah, <laughs> that money spent. So I take the money and run. Yeah, Steve Miller was right. Um, anyway, so let's launch into uh, you know the business of this podcast, and then we can get back to having some more fun. Uh, this is episode 120 for February 21st, 2018. This week's top Patreon supporters, and I'll mix up the order a little in honor of Mr. Decent, is uh, Keith Decent, nice. Make Build Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. I like how he gets, like, you know, the, the second-tier horn blast, and Keith got the... But you know what? What's right is right. There it is. It's, it's uh, about 85 cents a blast. That's what she said. Uh, Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson. I'm going to skip you. Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, Marcin Szczepanski. How many people have made... LiquidRC.com, Mike Jeffcoat, Jim Bashirs, and Brad Dudenhofer. What uh, what are we working on? And let's go to the to the contractual guest of honor, Keith. What <laughs> what are you working on? Oh, um, a whole bunch of stuff right now. Two tables, uh, a barn door, and uh, a dog credenza. I just got started on. Actually, a dog credenza. Wow, for filing yeah. away all his dog files. Well, one of those. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. It's one of those things where they want a dog crate that looks like furniture, but every time oh, I see that clever. online, it always yeah. looks like a like an old west jail, you know? So so they're like, filing away their dog. They're filing away their dog, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So I'm I'm making it look a little more mid-century modern kind of with some louvered uh doors in front. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Like a piece of furniture that your dog doesn't mind being in that you don't have to look at some weird crappy jail cell. Oh, that's for a pet. That, that's Are the you going to video that? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see that because that's like, it's, why why do people get pets just to put them in cages? I don't understand that. You know, <laughs> like I would love to see like an artistic and like interesting take on that. That's what I'm what going. What kind for. of dog is it? Uh there are two small-ish dogs. I don't really know anything about dogs, honestly. They're 31 inches long. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> and they're okay. furry. Yeah, how many centimeters? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, sorry. <laughs> to to uh, they're, imper- imper- they're, imp- they're imperial dogs. Imperial dogs so. Yeah. Right. To, to answer your question, Tim, um, some people have small apartments that they keep their dogs in, and so they crate them inside the apartment because that gives the dog a, a, a space that oh, feels safe. I understand um, crate training. I do understand, but yeah. I just like it's the crate itself. It's like, well, why does it have to be like like he said, like a prison? Well, it does not have to be. Exactly. You're right. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to solve. And when people, I've never, I haven't seen anybody solve it really well yet. Because there's, there's always kind of – it's got a big empty space in the middle. You know, it never looks right. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm trying to kind of fix that on this one. We'll see. By the way, this could be a huge opportunity. Like, you're right. I've never seen anyone do this well. And if you pull it off, then you got about a few thousand people listening <laughs> who are kind of in this business. And these aren't really super shippable items. So hmm. 
but yeah, you should let's, let's make hope. plans I mean, and sell them. Yeah, my, my idea is to make plans if it goes if it goes right. But I'm yeah, still in so the that, pulling pulling the pulling nails uh, s- uh, section of the job right now. So yeah, yeah, we know that section. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. it's the whole section for me. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Awesome. So who's next? Um, let's go to to eyebrows McGee over there. What uh, what are you working on, Bill? You guys won't believe this. I'm working on another cigar box guitar. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Impossible, I, right? I believe it. Well, you're holding it up. <laughs> that, so I was holding up. I, I've got a neck uh, uh, glued up and ready to get carved and hand whittled down to amazingness. And I also want to, I have a, an idea for a, a Sharpie tool, kind of like Jimmy just came up with one. So I have an idea for one. And I, I, I bought, the, not bought, I gathered the stuff that I need to make what I think will be interesting. So look for that to be my next video, I guess, maybe. I don't know. Hmm. Is it going to just be a really big version of his That's, Sharpie? <laughs> well, I was just about to ask. And get 40,000 views? I'm, I'm going <laughs> to stick a machete on one end, yeah. And a giant, <laughs> no, I, and, uh, spray paint can on the other end, right? <laughs> oh, that's a great that idea, really Tim. really cool. Interchangeable yeah. spray paint can. You just yeah. can't ever drop it on the spray paint side. Yeah, because the whole thing weighs sixty pounds; it will crush and explode. <laughs> well, you can't <laughs> drop it on any side if it's a machete. Because that's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah, this sounds like a really good idea. You should definitely do it. You should make two of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I only we have can. one old machete. So, do you want to see it? No, I don't want to show it. To no, 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 no. That good. would be evidence. Uh, <laughs> Tim, what are you working on? Uh, what am I working on? Uh, well, I, you're never going to believe it, but guitars. <laughs> I've, been, I've I got a couple guitar projects going. What I've been really been working on is um, I'm trying to clean up my CNC files and and sort of because I've been doing some of these one-offs and guitars, and I want to make uh, I want to make a library of of parts like for my, making guitars. So I can be like, oh, I need one of these and this pocket here mm. and that hole there. And so I've been doing that, and and then now I have the 3D carving stuff. So I'm working on some neck files so I can start making the necks. The way I want to make them, uh, so it's been yeah. a lot of like nerd stuff. Uh, yes, Bill, go ahead. That's not that's not real guitar making. <laughs> no, it is not. It is not real guitar making. It's fake guitar making. I'm working on fake guitar making. Uh, and then the other thing I did, I I uh, I, I I've been ma- working on these um, sawhorses. I'm going to make a video about. Um, hmm. Oh, and I should mention the guitar stuff. One of the reasons I'm doing this is I actually have a client. I have a, a, a commission coming up for a, oh. for a guitar, which I don't know if I'm going to film or not, but. Uh, but so I'm trying to get some stuff ready for that too. Should I throw you under the bus and tell you to film it? Uh, no. no. All no. right. We you know what? Why don't you skip this one? Oh, I'll definitely film it then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I made these, these sawhorses that I, I made them like a week or so ago, and I'm just working on the video now. To, I'm gonna I just try to put it out next week or something. But um, so you know the have you seen it before? They make the adjustable um, sawhorse with the pipe clamps in it. Hmm. Uh, well, I, I I took that to a, another level, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna call them the ultimate adjustable sawhorses. I'm gonna put that in the title. I'm gonna Here use we go. The word ultimate. You're a sellout. You're an I'm absolute sellout. I'm gonna do it because I think this might actually be the ultimate. Well, it just means that's the last ones you're gonna do. Well, absolutely. I'm never making on sawhorses. I mean, so then it's true, and he's yeah. not shilling. Okay. Yeah. That's the way that goes. <laughs> I'm, I'm debating whether I'm going to do that, but I'm th- I, absolutely do it. I think Why I can't you cash in? Yeah, I think I should. 100. percent Because I think that people are going to see these and get inspired to to. There's sort of some uh, components to it that could be, you know, personalized. Yeah, you, know, you can spray paint yeah. your name on it instead of mine. I guess is what you could do. Exactly. <laughs> That's makes sense. And you'll include those files in the download, so that works out well. I wasn't. No, it's no download. I'm just giving away for free. Well, there you go. Just explain it in the video. Yes. How are you going to cash in yeah. on that? I, I, I actually no, had an. He had just, his finger up. That's, not yeah, you come on. I learned halfway through that that's what we do. <laughs> He's a half an episode. <laughs> he knows how to do it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw. I actually huh. saw the uh, you making the pipe clamp uh, adjustable sawhorse. That was from one of the posts on Facebook or something. Yeah, right? it was in a, posted. In a, a private Facebook group. Um, yeah, I saw that and had the idea because I actually need to adjust my workbench downstairs because my shop is so low. Right. That I have to have the workbench low, which is terrible when you're working on something you want it up here, you know, sometimes. And, uh, but unfortunately, if I need to put a whole table on top of the workbench, it's got to come back down so I can fit it. 
Well, that was one of so, the main reasons I wanted that was like, you know, if you have a, a 30 inch tall table and it's on top of your workbench and you're trying to sand it all sides or whatever. So it's like, like I make those cubes a lot, it's like those cube shaped tables. So you have, you know, five sides to finish, but they're up high. You're standing on a stool, then you're hitting your head on the ceiling. So it's like, if I had sawhorses that came down low, because if you put it on the ground, now it's too low and you're stooped over, your back gets sore. I'm a middle aged man. So I want something right in the middle, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy to let you screw everything up first and then I'll just do what you did. Well, that's exactly what I did. I screwed everything up in the video, and then at the end of the video, I tell you how to do it right. <laughs> yep. So I'm waiting for that just, part. Yeah. It goes, just Keith, and end. now we're going to do it right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So now, well, so I guess I should call him the penultimate, and then Keith can call him the ultimate. In his there video. we go. <laughs> cool. Okay. Uh, go ahead. What does penultimate mean? Second to last. Oh. So uh, I actually, I actually made some. Uh, some dwarf sawhorses, or I guess saw dwarf horses. You did, hey, um, yeah. yeah, Shetland saw horses, Shet- Shetland saw horses. Yeah, saw ponies. Yeah, I'm, but I did the the Jimmy style ones, you know, and they're uh, they're stacked and they're out of the way. But when I need to actually cut some sheet goods, they're super easy and they're not too big, so that worked out well. Um, what am I working on? Nobody asked. I am working <laughs> on. I asked it by uh, actually. I... Huh. Look at you. Um, so somebody just reached out to me. She, uh, she's a, a lawyer and started her own practice. And the bar here in Quebec requires that you have a sign outside of your office that says your name and that you are a lawyer. I, I don't know. I guess you don't want to surprise anybody with your lawyerness. So she asked me to make her a sign. And so I did a little CNC, uh, little, little CNC magic. But then the thing that I had to figure out was how to weatherproof this, this little piece of, uh, of plywood. And so whatever, I just Lots put on of a few things. Yeah, I actually did polyacrylic because she needed it like right away. So I did like three coats of polyacrylic, and worst case, I'll make her another one. But I think it should be fine. Yeah, next year. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. And we're on the tail end of winter anyway, so it'll be all right. Um, and what else did I do? Well, I got a few Etsy orders out and that kind of stuff, so that's done. But I'm traveling like crazy, as you as you guys know, but our audience maybe doesn't, which is why you know our release schedule is a little wonky right now, and it's just. Because uh, I'm traveling like crazy for where I feel like uh, Matt Vanderlist now all of a sudden. But don't worry, I'm not quitting. So just just bear with me as Keith, we sometimes. Keith, you got a lot of traveling to do in the next uh, next six weeks or so. <laughs> no, I don't go anywhere. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, okay. I'm here if you need well, me. You know. Yeah, could get expensive though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for you, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, Bill's and, here every uh, week. Bill How just, much does that cost? Him? Well, he owes us a lot of money. I don't know. I don't know how he pays his bills. Um, and and actually, my wife works, so so she yeah. pays the bill. Yeah, but um, but um, yeah. Uh, bill just did me a favor and held up a uh, little uh, flush cut saw, and uh, holy smokes, something just happened here. Okay. Anyways, uh, what I was gonna say was that um, my inventory of Japanese saws and planes came in, so everybody who ordered them is gonna be getting them in the next couple of weeks. So I'm super excited about that to finally be able to ship out everybody's orders, and uh, that's wonderful. But my biggest challenge right now is that they came in while I was away, and then I got back Friday night, so I couldn't do anything. And then I've got one day of work tomorrow, and then I'm back on the road again. So. Uh, bear with me. I will get all of these out within the next two weeks, and uh, and I really appreciate everybody's patience and support, and uh, you know, and, and all that good stuff. So thank you. You will be getting your orders very soon. With the wife's home all day, why not just have her ship them out? Yeah, that's not a conversation I want to have with her, to be honest. <laughs> hey, you're doing nothing all day. Why don't you do this? <laughs> and that's how he got divorced. Yeah. Okay, before we go into the topic, whoa, um, whoa, well, it's not that kind of show. <laughs> no, sorry, okay. it's, just... it's official. Phil's wearing pants. Hey, I figured um, the first time it's fine. Um, but before we go into the into the topic, I wanted to introduce Keith to anybody who may not know who Keith Decent is, and uh, oh, yeah. we'll, we can put his links in into the show notes. I love to just throw that at you for an additional know. charge. We could do that, yeah, yeah, for a small fee. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but uh, Keith uh. is uh, of anybody who should be on the show speaking with us. I mean, Keith is definitely among like the the top names I can think of. Uh, he's a, a upcyclist reclaimer, just like a hundred percent. Uh, not too far from me. I've actually had the pleasure of, of hanging out with Keith in person, meeting him. So you're saying he's almost as good as you, or 
Uh, well, I'm saying <laughs> let's not go nuts. <laughs> he's probably he's probably better than me at, at, at most things, but I didn't have to pay to be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. Yeah, Tim. Tim is the best at being mean. Yeah, yeah. he's the best mean uh, one. If you laugh, he was really mean to me just now, but joke. it felt it felt kind of nice. It felt like yeah, the old yeah. the old stroke and slap. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was, I was trying to say something something very nice about Keith that I remember how I met you, Keith, and it was uh, you. I didn't know who you were, and you messaged me, and you said I make these wooden swords out of old saw handles, and I would like to mail one to your son Vance. Um, and that yeah, you, you, you had just made address. your plywood sword, right? And you said, and so you mailed me that uh, that sword, and that was how I met Keith because he wanted to give something to my my child, which is the kind of guy that Keith is. So I, I was trying to be nice. Uh, even though the, I probably the, the, the kind of guy that gives things to children over the internet that he doesn't yeah, right. know. Yeah, yeah. He gives it's weapons right. to children over the internet. <laughs> Hell of a guy. Yeah. I was watching your child. I thought he might like this. He might like this wooden weapons. <laughs> yeah. Never mind that. He said I was watching your child. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no. I thought well, he put was, his uh, child on the video, so you know. I did. It's my fault. So I'm, I'm the back. There is so much wrong with this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Where are you guys going with this? Let's let's to jail. Back. That's where they're going. <laughs> It's a whole but, different podcast. So yeah, back to well. the part where uh, Keith is um, definitely up there in the top, my top ten, easy of artists that reclaim. You seriously, man, amazing Thank work. You. I love, I love, yeah, it means a lot. love everything it. you do. Yeah, yeah and a lot of uh, a lot of very besides like just the great like furniture and designs and stuff. Uh, you know, he just very creative artistic ideas. Like the, I love the, the your style of painting is fantastic, but also like your recent video, which should have gone viral by now. I don't I don't know why it hasn't, but your hand tools hands. Oh yeah, uh, Reddit mods are are jerks. <laughs> that's why that yeah, didn't yeah. go viral. <laughs> I haven't I haven't been on Reddit in a while. I understand. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a tricky place. I put it yeah. in too many subreddits, and they just they deleted it they as it was go- yeah. as it was going. Yeah, nice yeah, guys. So. Yeah, you know. Uh, what I will say about it. Keith um, is that, and I think the best thing about your craft is that you're not afraid to take risks, and you'll just try stuff and not care like what the perception of it is. And I think that's super important for creativity, and uh, well, just to have fun doing this. Like, if you constantly care about, you know, like how is this going to come out, and what are people going to think, then I don't think you're able to sort of break the boundaries that you're breaking. Thank you. Yeah, it's. Uh having fun is an important part of it because otherwise it kind of resets my brain among all the client work and the, the stuff I have to do. If I can just do something crazy, it keeps me making stuff, but it also kind of, you know, lets me be a little crazy and then I can reel it back in yeah, and, and learn some stuff along the way. So sure. And I'd like, if we're talking about recent projects, I liked your, uh, your SD card holder. That was the dinosaur, or whatever the stegosaurus. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually um, cool. talking to somebody about getting that manufactured. It's one of those processes. Cool. But, uh, yeah, getting it made and, and, and having them do all the work. <laughs> yeah. After. Yeah. That, well, that, that could be something that could be done on a CNC. Like exactly. Yeah. It's file. a CNC company. And yeah, yeah it'll, be, it'll be, it'll be really nice to have that go forward. You know, it, it, it wouldn't make me a lot of money, but at least it'll, it'll be a, a nice passive income for something I've made for a change. Mm. Mm. I'd like I to like point it. out too that long before um, Keith paid three hundred dollars to be on the show, <laughs> I think all of us have probably given his sh- uh, channel the shout out as our pick of the week oh, or yeah. whatever. Um, at least once or twice each, mm-hmm. each one yeah. of us. I mean, so we've loved Keith's work and what he does long before again that five hundred dollar price tag that he doesn't even mind putting out that <laughs> 750 bucks is like nothing i know just a thousand dollars is just like boom here you go guys it's amazing <laughs> that 10 g's easy <laughs> <laughs> i gotta I, I gotta go list my house on the internet hang on guys yeah uh, i'll do it take out a third mortgage remember remember when my kids were gonna go to college that was that was actually probably never gonna happen but anyway. that was short-lived yeah yeah but Pipe Phil's dreams. kids, on the other hand, <laughs> they are going to the Harvard of Canada. <laughs> uh, all right. So, what's our topic? Who's gonna Who's gonna bring us into this? Um, let's do uh, Let's do me because I feel like doing it. So, uh, what we're talking about is is Maker Mulligans, and we've been we've been in the pre show. We've been trying to figure out a way to talk about this topic because I can't. Was it me? I don't remember. One of us came up yeah. with the actual name of it. Was it me? Uh, no, it wasn't. Nope. It was nope. It was Phil. Uh, doesn't matter that it was me. It, it's it's the thing is <laughs> no. But what what we've done recently, I, I think in the last few months, is we just sort of come up with the name of the topic and then actually build 
a show around it to try to figure out what we would actually say. And like, we like to come up with cool words. We haven't been successful yet, but you know, we <laughs> like doing it. So, uh, so this one is called Maker Mulligans. And then coincidentally enough, Joe Pierce emailed us and said, Hey guys, uh, here's something that I'm thinking about. Like what happens when you make a project, not specifically out of reclaimed and then mess it up, take it apart and then use that, which is Bill pointed out earlier is very funny and antithetical to what we said last week, which was don't reclaim fix. And now we're saying don't fix reclaim. So it's kind of a funny that it's a sequential topic, but uh, all to say that I think this is a fun topic. Like, have you guys ever ruined something that you've been working on, taken it apart, used the material for something else entirely? Yeah. No. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> Every well, day, was, I think. Yeah. Well, the second part to that question should be on purpose. Would you mi- ruin it on purpose or make yeah. something else on purpose? Oh, no, ruin it on purpose. Ruin it on purpose. I don't think I've ever ruined it on purpose. Well, I mean, I've been. Not I've yet. Been, Casey yeah. got uh, somebody. Family heirloom passed down this beautiful maple cabinet, and I've been looking at it going, huh, oh, look, honey, it's broken. Yeah. I can use oh. that maple, though. See, huh? Okay, I'm okay, all right. Much. I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. We were thinking more about something. Like, you're working on a client's job, and you just kind of royally mess it up. And then it's like, okay, you put it aside, you buy a new piece of wood because you got to get the job done. But now you have this thing that's kind of messed up. Like, what do you do with it? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Keith, you said you had some stuff on your bench like that right now. Oh, yeah. I have what I call my collection of uh, my greatest sins. <laughs> which are some of some of the free stuff that I do for friends and for favors and whatnot that end up taking a couple of years sometimes. Hmm. They kind of collect dust in the corner. Yeah. And one of them is a uh, – I put it on my Instagram recently. It's a uh, big resin cork table. It's just like 500 corks dumped into uh, a mold and then epoxy resin poured all over them. And I didn't know what I was doing when I made the mold. I didn't know what I was doing when I mixed up the epoxy like two years ago and this thing just went all sorts of sideways uh the client my friend he wanted it on he found his big box that was made out of pallets that was just absolutely horrendous and shaky and i just for some reason i stuck to the letter of what he wanted a little too much Hmm. and it wasn't going well his 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 head design was just not working out and i ended up putting it in the corner for i just didn't even want to look at it it went to the storage area and it just sat there and he he messaged me a few weeks ago i was like hey it's been a couple of years. It's time to, to give me that table. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And I went back and I was like, you know what? He just wants a cool table that looks like this. So screw the ideas we had before. I cut I cut it down to a more manageable size because it was like 40 by 48 inches. Whoa. Uh, and two inches thick. It, the, the top was. And it was yeah. like and 27 inches high. So it's just massive thing. And the box he wanted uh, clad with um, pallet wood. So that there'd be no place to put your legs underneath or anything like that. And it just, it didn't make sense to me. And I think that's why I kind of fell away from it so hard because I couldn't make it make sense. And also I wasn't getting paid to make it make sense. And, uh, so now I'm, I took it back. I cut it down to a more manageable size. And, um, uh, I know a little bit more about epoxy and how to work with it and how to, how to fix problems with it. And, uh, I'm read, I read at the top a little bit, did another pour, evened it out. And I'm building a kind of just a rustic base for the whole thing. It's gonna look real nice. And uh, picking up the wood for that tomorrow, actually. So that's a great example of a do-over right there. I like it. The mulligan. Yeah. Yeah, that is. And I like that not only, you know, are you fixing it or whatever for whatever reason, but that your skill set has evolved in the two years since you began and and up until now that you're like, click click. Obviously it shouldn't be done like this, it should be done like this, it should be done like that. I I very much identify with that because if I took something that I did two years ago and I try to do it again now, I mean, I, I think it would be a much, much better project. Just we're constantly learning as we go in, in this experience that we're all sharing that it's uh, – I think it's really cool that the products get better and better. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and the sharing with, with everybody is almost like – I feel like since there's so much sharing done collaboratively on the, on the interweb that – it fuels everybody to up their game. Yeah. It's like, so, you know, all, all, you know, high tide rises, all ships. It's like, we're all continually getting better or learning, adding stuff to our toolbox, you know, our mental toolbox. Um, it's exciting. Physical too. Yes. Yes. I was going to use that rising tides thing also. That's okay. It's good. It's a good you, expression. You say it. I like rising tides, raise all ships. I, I like, like that one. Raise all, but it's a good one. Yeah. I like that one. It's a good one. 
Yeah. Makes it feel like a sea captain. Yeah, that's not what makes me feel like a sea captain. <laughs> okay. There's jokes. What about I'm you, not, Bill? Jokes, jokes. I'm not going to make right now. Yeah, I'm. I'm still putting Phil's pants back on in my mind. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Let's not ask why they were off in the first place. You stood up earlier and pointed your uh, camera at uh, the point I was trying to make. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Um, for me, honestly, the, the, especially on newer, the new, what I use mostly as new material is metal. I, I, you know, wood I can find pretty much anywhere. So there's most often material that I will save after screwing it up for a, a project, especially if it's a commission or even something I've done at work is, uh, welding metal. And you screw that up. It's like, you know, you can't really glue it back together. Uh, if it's warped, you, you get so far down the line, you you've welded uh, a frame together or something. It just starts getting warped. By the time you get, try and cut it apart and straighten it, you just start over. But now I got a whole bunch of material stock that I can keep for other projects. So nothing specific, but I noticed that uh, metal seems to be the material I buy new of more than anything and screw up more than anything. Yeah. You just got to make smaller and smaller projects. <laughs> yes. That's well, what it turns into. Yeah. That's exactly it is. I had the, I talked about it for weeks, that table I was working on a little while back. It was a large table, and I kept saying, I was like, oh, I'm not done yet. Between the weather and the cold, and I was just, it was just beating me up, and I was making mistakes. And one of the mistakes was the metal frame that I, I put together, and I, I, I was, you know, there's some complex geometry to it. I was welding it together, this and the other thing. It was all looking good, all looking good, but I missed one angle, and I just, I put the thing together, and it's just not right. It's just not square. So and nothing you can do can fix it, that either. There's no. It doesn't matter how hard you hit it with a steel hammer; it's still not straight. <laughs> and um, and so you end up just you know cutting it apart and remaking it. And, and so now these this is a four foot square table, so I was able to reuse some of the stuff. On it, and but most of it I, I can't for the, to make another four, you know after you cut it. So uh, now I have plenty of like forty six inch long pieces of of steel <laughs> for the next table that's going to be forty four inches long. I got that covered. I don't have to buy it. You know. There you go. Yeah, so I guess there really isn't any, like, there's nothing wrong with, with with making mistakes and using the material later for something else. I mean, you're going to use, I mean, we're all going to use it again later. So this is, I guess, chuck it up to a learning learning exercise. Well, yeah, if you Maybe lose a couple inches. About, right. Right, you know, if you have an eight-foot board and you make, you cut it into two four-foot boards and you make a mistake and now you have two three-foot boards, it's like there's a little bit of waste, sure. But the, the amount of waste, if you reuse it in comparison to the learning experience that you got, I mean, it's... It's like it's totally a, a a positive sum, you know. I agree with you. Yeah. Okay, so Keith shared with us one of his, uh, I guess, probably very painful memories. <laughs> Why don't you let's go around and uh, maybe talk about some of our, you know, I guess experiences like that. Tim, do you have one that uh, pops out at you? I have I have a, a loft full of things that I've made that nobody wants. <laughs> <laughs> That is painful to share, I bet. It, it is. It's like I had when I because when I started out, I was on Etsy and I was I would just I'd, I'd get real dumpster diving stuff. I'd like, oh, I found this one thing here. How can I make this have legs? You know, and be a table mm-hmm. and uh, and just really like just like working with with whatever I had and I didn't have a lot and uh, and I was just trying to use every square inch. And so I made a lot of things that just weren't very good looking. You know, that just there's something aesthetically not pleasing to them. You know, and so I have. Uh, several like little coffee tables and stuff and i was also making things at that period in time because i was shipping stuff i was making them to fit in boxes that i could ship with the least expensive way possible so i would like Hmm. i would actually design this the the pieces to fit in the largest box i could send by usps um and stuff like that so that would give you some weird things about sizes and shapes too and like when i was because i'd always i'd be using the postal calculator for dimensions as i designed because um, I, I like limitations, and that was the weird limitation I was putting on myself at the time, and that just turned out to make a lot of awkward-looking stuff. So uh, not not a lot of iconic coffee tables that fit into flat-rate envelopes. Yes, <laughs> that's <just> true. <laughs> that, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that's what the the Eames couple was like. But will it mail? Like that's what their yeah. design, you know, just right. like a stupid limitation I put on myself. So I have these things in my loft that uh, I, you know, every once in a while I go up and be like, well, this is a really nice piece of chestnut sitting on this really ugly table that no one's ever going to use or you know so yoink <laughs> goes back down with me you know um every time i go up in that loft i 
I'm reminded of, of a lot of these failures that, you know, learning experiences. It's, yeah, right. it's, it's the stock now. It's just part of the stock. You know? Right. Eventually you get to the point where you only have to reclaim your own stuff. Yeah. I don't even have to leave the house anymore. It's great. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> that truly proves how prolific you are that, you know, all of your material comes from crappy projects you've already done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm at that point, I, I think I could not go picking for a while. <laughs> You've learned a lot. Uh, there's only, well, only one project comes to mind. I'm sure I've done a lot in the past, but only one because it's sitting in my garage right now because I just took it down from above where I normally sit to record this podcast. I made this floating shelf out of, uh, well, out of, I, I guess, just a pallet and whatever, some other stuff. But it was like this floating and it was white and pallet wood. And I think it was one of my earlier videos that I did it. and uh, And it sucked. It sucked hard. Because nothing was square, but I, I knew the right way to make it, but I didn't have the tools at the time to actually do it properly. So I just sort of forced everything to fit anyway, and then the thing sagged. It didn't sit, you know, onto the mounting bracket properly, and, you know, because it was it looked more like a ramp than it did a shelf, because it just sort of went down, so nothing stayed on it. Anyway, so I <laughs> I just I just took it off and, and put up those little uh, Game of Thrones art pieces instead up there. And uh, it's sitting in my garage right now, and unfortunately, I really don't think there's anything I can do with this this piece of wood right now. So I'm debating, what do I do with this? Do I use it to further insulate my garage by just sitting there, or do I just chuck this thing? Like I, It's painted white, it's all full of holes, it's warped. I don't know, what do you think? How big, How is, big it? is it? It be about 30 inches long, and maybe 8 How inches deep. You can't uh, you can't get a piece of board. I mean, you make you make you make, make, uh, you make whiskey boxes, boxes that are that sounds like yeah. two sides of a one year whiskey boxes. Yeah, like. maybe actually that's not a bad idea. Run it through the plane. Was it latex paint? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. When you're, uh, when maybe you're ready spray to, paint. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, even then, as I say, when you're ready to change your blades on that thing, but because it does gum them up a little bit, but just run it through the planer. Do a, one board isn't going to kill your blade. That's true. You know, unless there's hmm. nails in there. That's what you need. One of those uh, little screws. What are those little power planes for? Those things are great. Yeah, $65 door, the things that carpenters use to straighten out doors. Yeah. And whenever whenever I don't want to screw up my planer and I want to tear something up, I just go with that. No, yeah. No worries. Or just a belt I'll sander even. Just sand it. Yeah. Put a mask on and belt sand it. That's true. Yeah. I mean, the spray hmm. paint comes right off. You know? Do you feel bad now because we're shaming you into like, because you were hoping we say, oh, that's not worth it. Throw it away, weren't you? We um, were hoping. Throw it away. I mean, I, mean, I think yard. over the last two years, you've gotten to know me pretty well. So, yes, that is the way I feel. Um, <laughs> but at least now I've gained a couple of pieces that could turn into a into a whiskey box, so that worked out well. Send it to Tim; he could use some more materials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm, I'm running low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, I don't want to use any of the stuff I have. It's just what I have, so I have to use it. You know, I want right. to get new stuff. So. No, and getting to use chestnut is always a treat, anyway. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, I, mostly what I have left of that barnwood is all really, like, punky and nasty stuff, but I do have a couple, I have a couple tables up there, or maybe one that I can think of in particular that had two nice big pieces of chestnut. And it's mm. like, oh, that's, it's like, that's coming down. Like, that's, you know, I don't, I don't care about the labor I have into it because I could, I could make the guitar and a half out of this, you know. Wow. Such nice wood. Such a shame about, I don't know, the fact that it doesn't really exist anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's cool stuff. Yeah, well, I know Keith gets a lot of that up where you are. There's a bunch of it here. Yeah, a lot of the old barns and stuff are made of it. Yeah, actually, Crazy. the house, this house that when I bought it, there were there were giant four foot uh, diameter tree stumps around the house that they got taken down, and they were all chestnut trees before I moved in. They were they were all taken down because they were too close and they were dying off. And I was like, I wish that I was around when those got taken down. Because mm. imagine chestnut slabs that would be insane. Yeah, mm. I have a chestnut tree in my yard. It's a different species, and uh, and it's. I don't think they're, I mean, there's probably only 14 inches in diameter at its widest point. It's not huge, but, but it is like, cut it down. Like, Just cut it down. Uh, yeah. When, when it gets to Could the you? point where it needs to be, um, <clears throat> being the tree guy, are going to have a very careful talk about how we're going to take it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was joking when I said, you know, ruin something on purpose. So you have the material you want, but, uh, you were talking about painful experiences. I think you guys remember the business partners, Casey's business partner wanted me to build a wardrobe for her. And it, I I tried to start it, and I didn't want to do it. And I just I didn't want to build it. It was too much of a woodworking 
a pretty woodworking project and I couldn't really use the reclaim that I wanted for it. Um, she wanted it styled after some mid fifties furniture that I had, Casey and I had sold them for their apartment. And then she wanted a wardrobe to match it. And I'm like, Oh man, I don't really want to do this. It was just horrible. And I stalled. I started it a couple times. I screwed up. I ended up having to waste material. I mean, I kept it, but you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. but was I really, and she ended up buying a house smaller than her apartment and didn't want the wardrobe anymore. So that was good. So I didn't have to end up building it, but did I actually sabotage this subconsciously because I just didn't want to build it. I didn't, I didn't want the money. I didn't want the, it's just like, no, I, yeah. Eh. I want, hmm. do you think that we do that as makers? Let's get Karen on speed dial and let's find out <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you do? Yeah, you know, I think I sometimes have delayed projects until they've become not necessary anymore just because I didn't want to do them. And for me, I, you know, like going to the garage and doing this stuff is because I love doing it, not because I'm necessarily thinking that I'm going to put my kids through college doing this. Right, right. Well, that would be incredible, but not happening for me. Um, so, yeah, I've definitely done, you know, the avoidance stuff when I didn't want to do something that felt like work when this isn't supposed to feel like work for me. I do, I, I do the, uh, I think I learned it from you, Phil, the, the ask a ridiculous price tactic that usually gets oh, yeah. you out of, you know. That's like, genius. It's like, yeah, when you have you have a project, it's like, I just had a, a person who wants a, one of those monolith tables and they're in like Idaho or something. It's like some ridiculous shipping and it's just a hassle. So I just, you know, I tack a thousand bucks onto the cost and if they say yes, then, then it's worth doing it. Oh, you know? yeah. It's yeah. worth it. Yes, yes, Bill. I, I would like to say that that works for you, Tim, and that works for me. I've done that before, where you just like think. But apparently, Phil says some ridiculous price, and either people and are paying buying. to get on the podcast, or they're buying an eight hundred dollars whiskey box. So <laughs> it doesn't work for. I him. love that Phil says, "Oh, I'm going to charge six hundred dollars for a whiskey box now." And the next show, oh, I got three orders for six hundred dollars whiskey boxes. I only got two. Um, listen, <laughs> be in marketing for fifteen years, you'll see what's what. Well, quit. We're losing money over here trying to do your tactic. And you know what's funny? That he's making money on projects that we turned down. Huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> Diabolical. I've definitely done the ask a higher price thing. And then when it, sometimes, though, when they call you on it, they end up being that client that really wants to get every single penny's worth out of you if yes. they're paying that much. And yep. it backfires just a little bit because that project that you didn't really want to do that you then settled to do is now taking over your life because you're yeah. constantly fielding calls. Oh, yeah. And, you, and you're charging up. them such a premium that like they call every five minutes and they want to come in and see it. And I had a oh, couple yeah. of those too. I had, oh, a, I, had a, I just had one of those actually. Yeah. yeah it's also Normally, fun when you have an Insta- I don't. When, when you have an Instagram account and they're following along. Oh <laughs> yeah. Wow. What are you, what are you doing carving a hand out of, out of power, out of, you know, out yeah. of tools for yeah, you're supposed to be working on my table. It's like, yeah. well, <laughs> that's the cost of fame. Yeah, you know, Keith. I mean, listen, fame, right? You're you're famous now. Um, <laughs> After so, this podcast, yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> just sit back, relax, yeah. and wait for the cash to roll in. Tens, tens of people are going to be calling you now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but like on Etsy, so you know, I just sort of raised the prices because I didn't want to do them anymore, and and people still buy them anyway, and it hasn't really been a problem in the past. People are just very chill about it. But I just had one, this girl, okay, I won't give any details, but she must be loaded beyond belief because this was a Valentine's Day present for a very recent boyfriend. And I basically, and I'll do, do Canadian prices because that's, that's what I use for, so with shipping, the box was 400 bucks. She bought a $1,500 bottle of scotch to go in it. And she bought, like, a nice set of glasses to go with it. So, let's say all in, it was, like, two Gs. And the inscription was, I kid you not, boyfriend name, I think I'm falling in love with you. I was like, damn, girl, if you think you're falling in love with this guy for two Gs, oh, my God. What happens when you actually marry him? House? That's that's when you ask, hey, do you need a table to go under the box also? Yeah. (laughs) I'm definitely keeping her in my email list, but uh, but she she was super excited, very chill, but like literally every few hours, how's it going? How's the box coming along? I'm like, it's just the same as five minutes ago when you asked me, but and I was traveling at the time, so I had to keep making up these things. I was like, oh, I just finished up the lid tonight. Oh, I just finished up the blood tonight. Oh, I just did the divider. You know what I mean? Like she just wanted like a very yeah, I don't know, 
status report every two minutes. But, like, I get it. It means a lot. So I was super, I wasn't like, leave me alone. I was like, yep, I totally understand. It's coming along. You're going to love it. And then, you know, I sent her pictures. So there is definitely those clients, and, and, and they get what they deserve when they pay that top dollar. But uh, I guess that there is sort of a service aspect that goes with, with serving that kind of clientele. And, and I'm cool with it. I made this steel mid-century modern style like uh, entertainment console for a lady. It was um, you know it was metal doors like with the expanded steel doors and stuff, metal shelves, and it was kind of cool because it was like a hundred percent metal. I'd never really done anything like that. I took the job, and you know, I, I mean, it, it, I I probably should have charged more because it came out awesome <laughs> <laughs> by accident. But yeah. I, she she literally this woman was probably in her sixties, and she her and her friend like they drove in and they were like the eighty thousand dollar import car to my wow. chicken coop shop. <laughs> To look at, Why is no one else laughing? <laughs> to look at, I, I had to do patina samples on pieces of steel. I had like a half a wow. dozen patina samples, like that. Like that's you know and, that's hardcore. And like and walking outside with it, walking to the fluorescent light, walking to a light bulb, like all, like all this stuff. Just like okay, you know that's that's great. And, and I, I do love providing that level of service to most people. Not the ones that can't make decisions. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, let, let me ask this of Keith. Um, so we're, we're saying a, a project that you, you're you making, it's going to be new, and you screw it up, so you end up reclaiming it and having that material. Have you ever had a, a, a client project a commission where you're making it and you just end up firing the client? It's like, you know what? I don't want this relationship anymore. <laughs> but now I have this project and all this material, has that ever happened? Instead of you actually made a mistake, you just said, screw it, I'm not doing this project for this person, but I'm certainly not going to finish building what I was. Is that oh, ever yeah. Happened? Yeah, I've had that happen a few times. <clears throat> and recently, I had a, f- I lost a friendship over it, actually. Oh. So, yeah. Ooh, story time. Uh, not, I'm not going to get too far into it, except to say that it was supposed to be some countertops at a bowling lane. And uh, hmm. neither neither of us were 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 quite aware of the, the, the scale of the job. Me, because I was doing a favor for too little money and him because he thought I was going to be doing a lot more than I signed on for. Hmm. Uh, and I'm not a contractor. <laughs> so I agreed to make the countertops and to, uh, to repaint his cabinets. I did not agree to hang the cabinets or any, any uh, building or rebuild some of the cabinets or <laughs> redo the doors. You know, that was not what I signed on for, especially for the price I quoted him for. I was honestly looking to unload this bowling lane that I've had. That was payment from another job a couple of years ago because um, it's heavy and it's in the way and it sucks to work with. Mm. And, uh, and now, now the bowling lane is uh, going to be a whole bunch of workbenches for me because <laughs> I, well, I, we, I fired, I, we, we disagreed. I was, I was done. I was like, I'm out of here. And yeah, he, he, he basically torched our friendship over 300 bucks, oh. which is, uh, which was the only amount of money I couldn't refund him for the job because I'd already done $900 worth of work. Yeah. So, yeah, it happens. Uh, well, small price to pay to figure out that that's what he thought your friendship was worth. Oh, yeah. You should have seen the, the array of text messages I got afterwards. They were just vile. And I was like, oh, you are never actually my friend. You're just a, you're just a jerk. So, yeah. wow. Go. Yeah. 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 It's, you know, if, if someone's your friend, this, this is how I see it. Because I have, I have a friend who's a mechanic, right? And he works on our cars because I don't like working on cars. This. What the point you're about to make? I know what you're going to say, know, and I so agree. Every time he, you know, he, I don't go to him to get a deal. I go to him because if I'm going to pay someone a thousand bucks to fix my friggin' car, I want it to be someone I like. I don't yeah. want to get a deal. I want to pay my friend who does good work a good price, and and in in return, like if someone wants to, you're not my friend if you want to lowball me and get me to make you something for free. Like that's right. not that you. If you want to support my business and what I do for a living, and you support my family you pay the price like that's instead of going to someone you don't like or some big company. I just don't understand that. I'm, I'm yeah, now he, with that he, said, I'm all for barter. I love the concept of barter. That's yeah. another story, but well, he was, he was a good, he was a, he was starting a business and he seemed like a good guy that I've known for a bit. And, um, yeah, it was a promise of, he was flipping houses and stuff. So it was a promise of more work down the road also and that kind of stuff. And he was in a tight spot and I just decided I'd, I'd be magnanimous and help him out. And man, that blew up in my face. So it happens. It not happens. only do I still have all this all this damn bowling lane, <laughs> but uh, you can sell it to other other makers for workbenches. Man, it's a great workbench. I wouldn't I wouldn't burden anybody else with it with this stuff. Um, 
Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna need some workbenches, and I can make some tables out of it. I've made a, uh, a couple of cool tables out of it in the yeah. past. It's not to build the base underneath it and, and put it in the store. So yeah. yeah. Hmm. Tell us about the store. Oh, uh, so I um uh, I'm no longer part owner of this store. I was part of a co-op of makers that I had started, and we ended up lucking into renting out half of a store for a great price. And then we took over the whole store, but then we realized it sucks to have to run a store because you have to be there all the time. And like, you know, I have very little time as it is uh, between raising the kids and, and the job and the client work. So it's fun to be able to build stuff on spec and put it in a store, but it's not fun to sit there and try to sell it. So uh, we let the business minded member of the co-op take over because she'd always wanted to open a store and we rebranded it for, her and, and we get, now I get a favorable, uh, a favorable commission uh, consignment rate. Uh, in the place and I help out I help with um, arranging everything and making and hanging stuff and some general maintenance things so it's called Remade and it's here on Main Street in Beacon Beacon New York where I live nice. it is two blocks away which is amazing when you're delivering a bench yeah yeah <laughs> if you gotta walk it over there yeah. oh yeah yeah but it's a great thing and you can actually on Instagram you can follow at at, at sign <laughs> Remade yeah. underscore Beacon B-E-A-C-O-N. Awesome. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. That brings me to my point about your friend. Don't do favors for people when it's your livelihood. Yeah. Yeah. Is, I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, give you crap for this. I just, you should give me crap for it because obviously it was, it was a mistake. No, no, just, it happens. You know, I've made the mistake as well, you know, and not, uh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you look. But like, not even with making, right? So like, for example, I, I, I made some money on the side in when I was in college for uh, by being tech support, right? So I'd go I'd go to your house and I'd fix your computer or whatever. So I then would start having people just call me for free tech support. They're like, "Hey, how do I do this, this, and this?" I was like, "You paid me twenty five bucks two weeks ago to fix, you know, your computer, and I did from A to Z, and like I'd bring over software and give it to them and all this stuff. And now stuff that was easily Googleable, Google, Googleable." Googleable. I like Googleable. Whatever, whatever like loots. Googleable. <laughs> you know. Hey, Ow. self-awareness. Love it. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, this stuff that they could have easily figured out themselves. All of a sudden now I was on the hook because I wanted them to use me going forward as their continuing tech support. But now we were in this now free relationship where unless I'm in person, they're they're totally taking advantage of me. So, you know, like Keith did, I learned that lesson the hard way and I, I cut these people out. Only the people that paid me for my time and my expertise were the ones that I spoke to or gave any advice. Because at one point, I just said, you know what? I'll be honest with you. Um, you can find the answer to this on Google. And unless you need me to come in and do it for you, I would appreciate it if you just search for it. It's, it's, yeah. t- it's tough drawing those lines. And I, and I always yeah. have to go back to my, my life as a musician and how it would be people like, you know, I'm making this album and I want you to play bass on it. And this album's going to be, it's going to make a, going to sell a million records. It's going to do great. And this and that, I can't afford to pay an album. I'm going to give you a percentage of this record. That's going to do amazing. Is it? Yeah. And, uh, and so my, you know, when I was younger, I was like, Oh, that's awesome. I'm going to be famous. <laughs> and I would do this up. And then after a few years of that, you kind of figure out that that's what everybody says. And uh, so my retort was always that, you know, I'd be like, Okay, well, I want a hundred dollars to record this song right now. You're offering me a hundred thousand. Which would you actually give me if this is really guaranteed to go gold? You're going to give me a hundred thousand dollars instead of a hundred bucks right now? Like, no, I'll take the hundred bucks right now. Thanks, I'm not a gambler, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And then they, they'd either pay me or they wouldn't. And then, you know, and again, it's like it was friends and people your your you know coworkers and people you know and and then there are there's other levels of of uh, relationships too though where it's like oh it's my friend he wants a hand i'll give him a hand there's definitely those people too but there's no money involved in that and those are the people that if it if it did sell a million records you know they'd show up at your door with a check like those friends you know but mm-hmm. that takes a few years to <laughs> for that person to be that kind of friends you know i agree yeah yeah yeah, and this is the thing we you, you I've heard it before don't don't just don't do the favors for people you know that when it's your livelihood we, we've all heard it we're all gonna do it no matter how much we it say it everyone listening is just gonna do it yeah, <laughs> it's like always, you learn that lesson I'm not doing it you learn that lesson when you finally learn that lesson but you always do it at least once 
Mm. You know. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I agree there. Even when everyone's telling you not to, you'll still do there's, it at least once. But it's there's still like still gray areas continue to appear in that. It's like oh yes. Yeah. What is that? You know, here I've been doing this for how many years, and then someone will come up and ask you, it's like, and you know, I'm at a point now where I go with my instinct. Like, my, if my gut says, you know, you, you can't do it, then I, I don't, you know. But, but I'll tell you one thing. My one piece of advice that my dad gave me that I actually listened to, uh, <laughs> because it actually is good advice, is when it comes to favors, he goes, if it's easy, do it. If it's no skin off your whatever, yeah. then just do it. If it's hard, don't because You'll do it, and you'll resent them for asking, yeah. and or you're, you're going to land up not doing it, and they're going to be upset with you. So it's lose lose. That, what a what a great way to wrap that up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> oh, are, are we Screw wrapping it up? What a great way to shut your face, Phil. No, yeah. it's. Uh, I was just looking at the clock, and I was like, that is a great way to wrap up this podcast about doing favors, even though it was actually about. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> avoid, well, we avoid a do over. This. Yeah, yeah, avoid yeah. a mulligan, a do over by just telling people screw off. Don't ask me for favors. I just oh, I didn't even realize. Look just... at that. Look at this conversation that you inspired, Keith. You know, yeah, that works. we're now at great. minute fifty here. Well done. Yeah. Well done. That's great. We need to we need to bring up more of Keith's mistakes to help yeah. us what with else the podcast. <laughs> I've got plenty. I can... I just, we've already used all our own mistakes. So it was like nice to have another set of them. Yeah, some fresh yeah. mistakes. Yeah. Oh, there's so many. When you start doing client work, oh, and you know, I'm, I make this last couple of years, I've been making a lot of stuff. Yeah. And uh, I know Tim, are you still keeping a keeping a list? I know you started one. No, I you. That's right. A couple of years ago, you inspired yeah. me to do that, to write down everything you make, and I started that list. I got to about July, and then I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> you fall off. It's it's not it, ha, ha, documenting it all online helps a lot too because I can just go back uh, in a few months and just. I mean, I know. can go through my, but that's just the stuff I get paid for, like because I have my taxes that I keep. But then there's all the things I just make for myself, or I make them for videos, or. I, well, what it know. does is it puts your mind back in that um back in that time, and you're like, yeah. oh, I also made this that week, and this that week, and. Right, that's true too. Yeah, yeah. What Tim's talking about, what I was, what I brought up, is I used to make a. Uh, I still do it every year at the end of the year. I list literally every item that I made that year. I have my cutoffs for like what counts. Like I don't count yeah. a meal, but you know I count everything I built. Mm-hmm. And what it about, really gives like me a, a fresh. What about like your thing that your microphone's on right now? A shop fixture. This. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll you count, count this. that. Yeah. yeah why not? It took it took hour an hour and a half, but I'll count it because it went from idea to to execution <laughs> to finished product. Right. So yeah. there you go. Uh, but, but yeah, you, and it gives you a real, real good perspective on how how things went for you that year, and yeah. like you know, and you can think about the quality of your work throughout the course of it too. It oh was, yeah, it was exactly. neat. I, I enjoyed it, and I just, I just lost lost track of it. Kind oh of yeah, because like it, also it makes you think like, oh man, that was only the beginning of the year. You right. know, like I felt like I made something that I could make so much better now, only a year ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Give it a few years, and then dementia. <laughs> <laughs> I made the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> And we had onions on our belts. <laughs> Which was the style, the style at the time. At the time yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so let's move into uh let's move into what we're watching. Oh, are you prepared for that? We never asked you if you had a I uh, did. I, yeah, oh. I, I I yeah, I think I am. Okay. Yeah. I've got a guy. Better be good. Better. To, I don't know if he, he's he's kinda he's kinda crazy. I just fell into him. He's got I just fell into him. He's got hundred and eighty nine thousand YouTube subscribers, but he's uh I don't know how to pronounce his name, Schmood or Schmod or whatever, but S H M O X D on on YouTube. He's he's a kid. He's like he looks like he's like in his twenties or something, and he's an artist and he just makes like kind of fashionable stuff. He, he's he's kind of hipstery, but he's he's definitely he's definitely like a millennial. And uh, he makes he, he did like he made an, an enamel pin out of solder. Um, mm-hmm. He does like stencils with water balloons. Um, he just made like a faux neon sign using, uh, EL wire through some plastic tubing that he heat bent, you know, cool stuff. Cool. And his video, but his videos are really well done. They're really entertaining. Like he's just got this kind of personality. He's like that weird kid that you knew was going to grow up to be something. Yeah. So, yep. So that's my recommendation. Sweet. Awesome. Awesome. What about you, Bill? I am watching, uh, um, surprise, uh, a guy that makes cigar box guitars. Um, <laughs> Left field. K- KP Cigar Box Guitars. If you are interested at all on a complete build um, for anybody that's looking at it, this guy actually builds these things for musicians. He doesn't. He's not doing it and trying to sell them on Etsy. He builds them for people that are using them on the road. He's pretty good at it. Um, he uses 
his technique, his style, but he goes, I mean, some of his videos are 20 minutes long. It's not the, the video itself, but it's, there's a lot of information. If you want, you know, how do I install an neck? Here's his way he does it. How does he build a bridge? How does he do all these things? It's on there, putting graphics on it. So I, I uh, find myself watching it a lot, just seeing how we're doing things differently. KP Cigar Box Guitars. Can I, can I hop on Bill for a sec? I, I'll um, get my wallet out if that's... Uh... <laughs> you can hop on Bill for a few bucks. Okay. Um, Are you check out Have on... you seen this boy? You can hop on me all the time. You, <laughs> you don't need to pay me nothing. He's nice. Uh, I'm flustered now. Uh, so on Instagram, there's a guy, Sykes Guitars, S-I-K-E-S Guitars. Uh, I don't know if you follow him or not, but he makes a lot of really cool designed uh, cigar box style stuff. He just He's just doing one now out of a Nintendo Entertainment System. Cool. Oh, wow. oh, sick. Yeah, and he does he does cool stuff. You should check him out. Wait, he butchered a real NES? Yeah, I mean, you know, they're actually not that uncommon. People get really mad when people mod them. And yeah. there's like, it, there were what, like 800,000 of them sold in the first like like 10 years or something? And they made them up through like 1990, like eight. Yeah, or 93 or something. Yeah, yeah it's, it's some ridiculous. Yeah. They're, they're, like landfills are full of them, so nobody yeah. should be too mad at you for ripping one apart. Okay. I know you're trying to get all righteous about it, but you know, yeah, sorry. sorry to well, if it out. works, but if it's dead, then for sure, use the shell. Uh, Tim, what are you watching? Even if it works, use the shell. If it's yours and you pull that out of a dumpster, you can do whatever the hell you want with it. That's <laughs> I really. What if it's that. a genuine Eames chair? I personally would not chop it up, but I would not throw someone under the bus for doing it. Like it's they, if, they, they, if they pulled it from a dumpster. The person that put it in the dumpster is the bad guy, not the person that pulled it out and turned it into something else. Phil, you picked the wrong guy to pick on it. Agree to disagree. <laughs> Maybe someone threw it out by accident, but you recognize it, and you know what it is. If, well, does, I recognize that doesn't it, excuse no. somebody for being an idiot. I recognize it and know what it is, so well, I wouldn't. So I personally wouldn't do that. But if someone else didn't recognize it and know what it was and pulled it out of a dumpster and wanted to turn it into something else, in the in the spirit of upcycling, in the spirit of taking something from trash and giving it purpose again. They can't be blamed for it. I mean, obviously, ignorance is, you know, is not something you can applaud. Can, can, I ask, happy, can I ask whose idea this podcast was and who came up with the name? Me. Oh, okay. Just, I just wanted to clarify. Go ahead. What are you watching? Uh, who, me? Uh, did, t- did Tim say his thing yet? <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't yet. I'm too busy fighting with you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Tell me and your another, thing. And another thing. Yeah. Um, okay. Ushitad on Instagram. I'm mentioning he actually has a YouTube channel as well. We could put the links to both, I guess, whatever. But um, his Josh Alexander is an artist. Uh, I kn- I didn't know he had a YouTube channel until just now. Phil told me because he watches his stuff. Um, but uh, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> but I just know he has one. Uh, a yeah, he has endorsement. A, he has a couple. He has a couple Instagrams, and I've been following him uh, on Ushitad for a while. And he's an artist, uh, young man. He makes really cool sculpture out of found materials and stuff, and some furniture mm. and whatnot. And that's how I know him. Um, and I think that's what his YouTube channel looks like it is too. I'm looking forward to watching his uh, video versions of stuff. I don't know. I see him on Instagram also. I follow him there. Yeah. I just nice, noticed. Nice guy. Yeah. Seems like a cool dude. Yeah. A lot of paintings and stuff too. He has another, he has another channel. I don't know the name off the top of my head where he does just paintings and stuff. And that was, he, he tagged me on that channel. He did a painting where he took one of my guitars and he put it into a famous guitarist's hands, which I thought was really cool. And then I was like, who is this guy? And then I realized, I was like, oh, my God, it's the guy that I've been following for, like, two years. And I didn't even know he, he did this stuff. So it's just uh, nice to see these, like, young, talented people out there doing amazing things. Especially when Agreed. you're showing off your stuff, right? Yeah, that's always a nice bonus, you know. But, uh, but I didn't, I'm not mentioning that channel. I'm mentioning his. I don't even know the name of that. So. <laughs> yeah, you didn't explain that at all. I'm mentioning, the, I'm mentioning the Reclaimed Upcycled stuff, like, because that's the stuff that I feel is more appropriate for this venue. Enough about me. Anyways, did I tell you he put a thing in about me? <laughs> Just hurry up and ask me my choice already. No, I... I, I oh, wanna... We're out of time, actually. Yeah, no, I think... Well, right. I'm just going to cut out your part then. Just so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can make time. Yeah. Go ahead. Go Literally. Ahead. Yeah. Um, so I'm watching a channel called TA Outdoors. And uh, most of what they do is bushcraft. So, you know, like this wilderness stuff. And uh, But this one series of videos that they're doing is building an off-grid cabin in the forest using free pallet wood. So nice. they make a cabin out of pallet wood, like literally in the middle of the forest. They disassemble the, um, the pallets in, well, I guess it's a father and son in the father's garage. And then they schlep all of the wood, like on their backs, out into this plot in the middle of the woods. 
And uh, and then they go ahead and they build this one-man cabin out of it. And first of all, I love this for a few reasons. One, I love these bushcraft videos. I, I It's like a guilty pleasure thing. The other thing is I like to see how they're doing, you know, this pallet stuff. We all love pallet stuff. And the other reason that I like it is because it's an experiment in sort of more long-form video. We're all, like, in this sort of short-form world of five to eight to maybe ten-minute long videos, and then sort of that's our wheelhouse. Well, these guys are doing anywhere between 20 and 35-minute videos, and I sat there and watched them. I really enjoyed them. So it's interesting to see that this kind of stuff exists, works, and if you do it well, people will watch it, and actually probably lands up being much more profitable because there's room in there for multiple YouTube commercials, I guess. So if you're a content creator, you know, it might be interesting to start exploring long form. Yeah, it's almost like TV. You know, there's a couple of people yeah. who are doing that. It's interesting. Yeah. I'm sorry, Bill. Real, no, real quick, can I just say one more thing I'm watching will be uh, Keith's latest video. I've been out of town. So uh, DIY full reclaimed wood finish, a decent tip. I'll be watching that. Thanks. I will. I will Good also. Point. That's my first time that. sitting in front of the camera and talking on one of my videos. That wasn't uh, also a joke. <laughs> so. yeah, you, you, you did one a while back where you had like um, you were making coasters or something. I, I yeah. remember I loved it because <laughs> it was just like it was funny. It was awkward and uh, and you were like talking with headphones on. Everything was noisy. Um, yeah, I did the full PPE subtitles. and then I subtitled it incorrectly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> funny, and then I did that. all the talking over the over the sound of the power tools. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I really didn't want to be talking, so that was kind of my joke about the whole thing. Yeah, no, why it was I don't cool. talk. It was cool the way it went down. And then the other Sorry. video that everybody listening should watch is the, is because I really thought it was very unique and interesting. I love the concept of your hand tools hands. And he um, so Keith mm. made it's on his channel. Um, let's look up Keith Decent. You can't miss him. And he's got a it's a it's a hand and there's five fingers and you pull the fingers out and they are actually are handles to hand tools like a knife and a, and a like little uh, hand carving tools. It's really and that's cool. like the um, model for artists' hand right like artists. That's kind of where I, yeah. Okay. I, I was looking at one of those and I had a saw blade and I was like oh so that's actually going to be one of my upcoming projects is uh the the um hand like a handshake saw. Um, so basically the, the handle of the saw is a hand that you shake while you're sawing. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's going to be pretty comfortable. Yeah. I thought I'm like, it's kind of a natural thing. Like, let's see how this feels and how it works, you know? Well, it depends on, you know, sometimes you shake somebody's hand, they give you that fish, fish hand. No, you don't want that. You don't want to make sure it's no respect for that. I've got, I've got, I've got long fingers. So I get a lot of the fingertip grab. They go, they stop, they stop too early. Let me tell you what I do, okay? I will I will redo a handshake. If it doesn't go well, I will be that guy be like, you know what? That doesn't work for me. Can we do that again? I just recently did that in business, and people respect you for that. I hug Marketing. people. Just avoid the handshake altogether. People do not respect that. They do respect hugs. Not in business, they don't. It's weird. I tried it. <laughs> I was like, bring it in. He's like, we just met. <laughs> did, did, We're not there over, yet. Didn't go over well in Asia, huh? Yeah. No. Well, oh, it wasn't in Asia. <laughs> I, Keith, I, I've, had a, I've had a hand idea that I've been wanting to, I'm hoping to get to when I get some free time, too, because I love the, the puns and stuff like that. And uh, I wanted to do, um, I, I'd done that, well, you, for your contest, the hammer and nails. I made Yeah, that yeah, hand. that was great. And I, I wanted to do a, uh, fingernails. And, and so I wanted to make a hand mm. of fingers all out of nails. And like, oh, that'd be awesome. The hammer. So that's yeah, like, yeah. And, and I saw your hand thing. I was like, oh, that's like, so I was really paying attention to it to see kind of like, I don't think I can get that kind of detail out of welding nails together, obviously. But, but um, I was thinking about maybe even going up in scale to see if I could, you know. Yeah. I doubt, and I, that was the first thing I ever you, carved. You just like that, that wasn't a spoon. So it was like, uh, oh, nice, nice. Yeah. That was mostly, that was mostly just to see if I could learn how to carve while making something fun and dumb. So, yeah. Okay. I lost awesome. a little of your audio there, but, but I, I think oh. I got it. Fun and dumb. Yes. Fun and dumb. That's yeah. that's that's me. <laughs> that's, <laughs> at timsway.net. Yeah. yeah You're right. It's my lawyer. Um okay, let's go into the into the plugs here. Keith, you want to plug your stuff? Uh yeah, I actually want to say if it's okay to uh I'm having a giveaway on Instagram right now. My my hit 20,000 and I want to thank Tim because he's donating one of the prizes. Uh if you it's a random selection, so the instructions are on my Instagram on one of the posts, you'll find it easily. It's uh, it's Googleable. <laughs> but Tim's well donating played. a square and you can also you win the square, you win a Jimmy Duresta ice pick and you win a Tony Relu uh Hillview wooden metal brass double square with um reclaimed walnut. 
He uses the reclaim walnut for me, especially for the for the contest. How do I win that? Uh it's the the instructions are on the Instagram post. No, no, no. I mean, how do I win that? Oh, <laughs> well, I first think of all, you have start to pay to be. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I see. What if I just refund you for this episode? <laughs> also, a podcast, then you gotta pay. <laughs> you just pay shipping on all the tools and uh, and, Done. Buy, and, buy, and buy them all, and then you win them all. Oh. It's perfect. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah. What about your YouTube channel and your? Just yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, YouTube channel, Keith, Keith Decent everywhere. It's really easy to find me. I keep it simple. Okay. Um, so my YouTube channel is Keith Decent. I'm at Keith Decent on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, don't worry about Facebook because it's a pile of hot garbage. <laughs> okay. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> Sorry, Zuck. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, moving right along. On Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out ironandsoul.com. We are out of presale. We are shipping inventory. Uh, whoa, whoa. So, what? What are we doing? Whoa, whoa, whoa. There, there, there it is. WilliamLutz.com for all things William Lutz. Thank you to Justin Sparks for that. TimSway.net. Many, many things, Tim Sway. He's shaking his hand as the come see, come suck kind of thing. A few things. It's a few things, a couple of things. Uh, Thank you to Jason Payne for that. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. Email info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter. iTunes reviews. Need them, love them, got to have some more of them. Um, there's an easy link to do that on our website, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com and patreon.com slash reclaimedaudio, the absolute best way to help us out. And if you want to do the ridiculous and come on the show, you absolutely can by being a $75 uh, patron (laughs) supporter guy. And, uh, oh yeah. And the t-shirts. Tim, tell us about the t-shirts. Uh, yeah, so last week we announced that we were doing some uh, the Tim Sway mashup version of the shirt where I just randomly pick, and, and I've gotten a little better at it, and I'm actually like pulling words out of words by not coloring in all the letters, so we've had a few Ooh. sales of those. There's oh, still cool. some left, um, and uh, I just had another sale come in today. Uh, I'll be making more of those, and if you want to get them, they're selling, and they're not going to last forever. By the end of the month, the whole customizable thing will be over. So nice. that's, that's what we decided, right? And then and then it'll just be regular reclaimed audio podcast T-shirts available. So to be honest, that's really more your decision than anything else. Yeah, because you're kind of doing all the work. So you know what? Right. Actually, I kind of don't care because it's like I can just go in and do it now. Like it's not like a big deal. So okay, yeah, well, yeah, you're Phil ruining the sense of urgency. Ordered, we we just ordered another 500 shirts. So yeah. oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> actually, I'm doing them direct from Bangladesh, so I'm yeah. getting a thousand. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a there's a, a freighter truck showing up at my shop. Yeah. That's right. But, uh, Just but yeah, so, so check that out. That's, if you go to our webpage, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com, there's a link that takes you to my Etsy store where you can follow the instructions. And Chad from Mancrafting, wanted, he asked a question. Well, I want to make sure everybody knows Tim is not buying these at the thrift store. These are new shirts. They're not reclaimed. Correct. These t-shirts. are new shirts. Oh, yeah, but I have, I have worn shirts. them all already. I, I have put it. Well, yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. worn them, but they're they're bought. You now. want them to smell like Tim. I mean, that's yeah. the whole reason I get how else, them. How else do you stencil shirts? I mean, <laughs> you got them on, you know, it's roll into the ink. That's a typical system, right? Right. <laughs> right. You think he just has a little white paint on his armpit hair for no reason? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> that's how Gutenberg did it. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great image. <laughs> what of Johann Gutenberg wearing these reclaimed audio shirts? No, no, oh, I'm I just thought you meant him. Steve Gutenberg. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we got three men and a little lady here, so. <laughs> oh man, this picture like guys, you're doing it all wrong with us handwriting books. Check this out. He just starts rolling across. <laughs> <laughs> and and on that peculiar note, I will say a good week to all. Bye, everybody. Be good. Bye.